When, when have I ever done what the industry's told me to do? You're doing like, oh, I have to do every gig. I have to go to places I don't want to go to. I play part of the game. I, I can understand if you look at certain people, you've got to play part of the game. But you can't just go, I'm not going to... You can't be booked for Leeds and Reading Festival and then like three weeks before the festival go... A whole month. A whole month. <laughs> Some people... You want to Bro, do you know what? You could do it if you're Russell Howard. But I can do it. But anyone can do it. As long as you've got some shit, a bigger picture in mind. And what what are you doing to get to that? Huh? What, my what bigger picture? Yeah. I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I don't know what my bigger picture is yet. What did, what does Polly make of this when you say to her, can you can you ring these people and affect your business relationship? Because one of your one of your lowest and mid range jacks <laughs> has decided he's not doing it. I'm top of the middle. So <laughs> You're top of the middle. Um, I don't really deal with Polly really? today anymore. Polly only calls you for the big stuff. She called me for this Dave stand up. Speaking to the mic. Yeah. We're not wearing headphones. Are we? Are we recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Yeah, there we go. We ain't got. Why aren't we wearing headphones? We're not wearing headphones this week. We'll try. Nah, oh, yes, we'll be all right. Do you want headphones? Does it affect the audio in any way? Uh, no, not at all. I'll check. I'll check okay. everything. Should be fine. You. I just really I can probably give you welcome to the podcast, isn't it? Oh yeah, welcome to Beatset Philosophers. Man. We're we're trying a new style where we just kind of press record as we enter the studio because we talk a lot of shit to yeah. each other before the pod, and then we have to come on as we're mates. And then. <laughs> 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 we yeah. talk about shit to each other pre and post pod and then it comes on. I tell you, man, I, sometimes you gotta turn down certain things if it's not the thing that you want to do. Or you've had a taste of the thing. It's not as if I've turned down festival gigs completely. I've had a taste of it and I'm like, this isn't for me. So I, I no longer want to, to do that. I, I get where you're coming from. A lesson for anything in life. I get, I get where you're coming from, yeah? Mm-hmm. Can I offer this perspective? I'll go for it. Everyone, anyone who's listening to this, and I'm sure there will be, there'll be comedy fans and stuff who's thinking of getting to comedy, at any stage of comedy you've got, uh, things become a job. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So playing, get, like tonight, we and this, this we finished recording this at four, I've got to sit around Voxil to like 10 because I've got to do the show here. Same. Are you doing a show tonight? No, no, but I've got a show and I've got time to kill. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, then it, you just have time to kill. That it, you spend a lot of time in solitude with fuck all to do in this job. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, people can say, well, that's the time you should write and do this and do that. That, that don't just come. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you've just got to, you've got to do the things that are working this job that you don't want to do. Like today I had to send a one-page treatment to a thing, which is like a decent amount of, decent amount of people like wanting me to send this thing in. But I still have to sit there and write it, and that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit there and write things. In but no, no, you. But the purpose of the one pager is to create something that you do want to do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to do little things that you don't want to do to get to what you do want to do. Yeah, you might be able so, to hear some drilling or something in the background, by the way, people. Because yeah, it depends how loud it be. Um, but is it going to be? Is it fine on your end of the headphones? Yeah, no, it's so, okay. yeah. is it all good? It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. But if you're doing small steps on something that you don't want to do to get to a bigger stage of something else you don't want to do, what's the point of doing that? But but all right, they're paying you money. Yeah. You've agreed to do the thing. Uh huh. What, you don't want to go do Leeds. Why? Why do you not want to do Leeds Fest? Um, why do you have to say the names of these things? And none of them listening. But, um, oh, no. Are you yeah. going to look back for that thing you're about to cancel? That is going to cause I have, issues for everyone involved. I haven't cancelled yet, so I might still have to do it. Um, 
No, for me, it's just like, you know, for example, festival gigs, right? Yeah. We don't want to go to comedy. Not everyone cares about comedy on this pod, but then why are you listening to this pod? But um, certain festivals are kind of thankless in terms of there's a lot of noise bleed, so you don't even hear yourself. Audience barely hear you. They're walking the around. For it, by the way. They're drunk. They're drugged up. Yeah. So the people that are listening are staring at you like a zombie. Yeah. And then there's many people not listening, maybe even shouting things at you. And it's kind of a thankless job. Yeah. Um, and then you think to yourself, why am I doing this? I could fill my diary, perhaps something else I want to do, or use that time effectively uh, to do something else. I want. I might not, but in theory, I could use that time effectively and really narrow down. Because at, at, at the end of the day, the decisions you make and the career you're in, it has to make sense to you, not not anybody else. It has to make sense to you. And also like, sorry. To, no, keep going. Um, also like your own objective, my own objective, everyone's objective is different. Some people's objective is rise and grind. I'm gonna do every gig, I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna... Some people's objective is more, like myself, is more to do emotional uh, in terms of making sure that I'm happy and that I'm uncontent. Uh, I'm doing the things that I want to be doing. I, I'm living the life I want to be doing. Because I think that you don't, you know, people put the life that they want to live in in um, the future. Like once I do this, I can live the life I want to live. I, I live in a way where it's like, I want to live the life I want to live now. Yeah. So that means I have to make decisions. Even if I end up making a mistake, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have accepted certain things. But then I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, I feel like I've got, the taste of what it's like and I made a mistake in accepting yes to something which maybe I should have said no to and maybe you're right maybe I should honor my contract just do it and then be done mm. or maybe I can be like eh, sometimes you gotta say no because you know it's a, it's a month's time I, I way I, more like, way more than enough time for them to find a replacement I get your, sure they will I know I know I get your stoic attitude towards this yeah mm -hmm. I admire it in a lot of ways but where I, I think you need to edge on the side of caution mm -hmm. is how it can come across mm -hmm. is someone acting like, nah, I'm too big for this now. It's how it can come across How it can come across, right. And that that then causes an issue mm -hmm. because because people will go, oh, you know, like if you start turning down, like there, there's a comedian I know of who does that, yeah? Who, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, this guy has everything else like set up he has a lot of writing jobs if there's a tv show he's a very talented comedian if there's a tv show you're watching on the bbc or channel 4 or anything like that this guy's probably in the writer's room for it so he makes makes a bit of bank from mm -hmm. that but he 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 like would do so like the gigs me and you both agree this and you're you're there i'm not the, uh, although I, I i fucked up on saturday mm -hmm. i was doing 21 soho mm -hmm. I, I got a text from james from 99 club i didn't see till yesterday going, hey, could you come close the show at 99 tonight? I didn't see the text till yesterday. Mm -hmm. So then I had to message back yesterday going, oh shit. And the next text was, hey man, sorry. I, uh, the next text was him going, hey, don't worry, we found a replacement. But uh, he was he was being polite, but I was like, fuck, have I fucked something up with them? It's not a fuck up, you didn't see it. It's not a fuck up, I didn't see it, so I had to message him yesterday. But we both know 99 Club, as a comedian, that's, that's the gig. In London, I would most like to play. It's a very nice gig, very convenient. Convenient. You could do three, four shows a night and you just... My ideal, I would love to have a two-month period where I don't have to leave London. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't have to... It's the travelling in this job that bothers me. That's not like if I'm travelling. I don't even mind going to Glasgow or Edinburgh if I'm staying there for a few days. Mm -hmm. 
I've got to go Newport on Friday, mm-hmm. and then Saturday I've got to go to Carlisle. Mm-hmm. I've got to go through three, like I've got to go through Wales, England, and then basically to Scotland. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, I would love to just ring up and go. I'm not doing this, yeah, but yeah. I've got to do it because yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah, you know, do you, am I making sense? Hundred percent. So in five years' time, I might be able to ring up people. Like, if my, I would love to be at the point. Where my agent rings me and goes, Newport Theatre. I'm like, if you ask me this again, <laughs> I'm going to slap it. Why are you where you stand? If I spoke like that to my agent, do you know how fast the phone would click and how quickly my name would be off the website? F5. <laughs> They'll kick my dad out as well. They'll have us both gone. This link is broken, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Error 404 when you click on my name. Do you see? Do you see what I'm saying? Now I understand it's a stoic attitude, mm-hmm. but I think just a different way of looking at it is, because I, I know you, I know you're just like I'm content in life doing this, but you can fall very quickly behind in this industry. And we spoke about this before. There's people who you and I both know. Uh, I'm sure Sergey knows people like this as well, where they get a couple TV gigs because of the way TV is at the moment is they go, oh, holy fuck, there's someone, you know, from this who has this background, this life story that we've seen. We're going to put them on this thing immediately. They've got an agent. They've been pushed for something. Not to say that that shouldn't happen or whatever, whatever people's viewpoints are on that. That happens, right? They then go on that and go, I don't I, I don't have to go do my 10 minute at the clubs anymore. Mm. I should be straight into the clubs. Mm. And it's like, that's mm. not how that works bro so now your tv spot is a detriment to you Mm. because it's making you you've got maybe one or two k in the bank from comedy Mm -hmm. but that you've lost out on that rest of that that and the clubs the clubs is what makes you a good comedian it's very true like you 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 know you're a good comedian because you walk on late show at the store and they're tired. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to take it late and live. And then it, places where where audiences do not want you on is mm-hmm. where, and learning how to capture them is where you become good, in yeah, my right. opinion. Yeah, I agree, man. Listen, I, I, I know it sounds like my attitude stinks. It's terrible. <laughs> it's fucking. So, what do you make of his attitude? Um, the guy's turning down uh, Leeds Festival, a dream for so many people. Listen, can we not say it? Because I might still be doing it. Okay. <laughs> but no, listen, I, I know it sounds like my attitude stinks. I'm very often when I get offered a gig, I'll do it because I, I accepted the gig. Mm-hmm. But maybe in terms of sometimes I'll get an offer and I'll weigh it up yeah. and I'll be like, I'd rather not do this. I'd rather build the life that I want to live now. And I know it might not make sense to others, Right. But you don't have to make sense to others. Do you know what I mean? Because it depends on, like I said, the picture, the, the the thing that you're trying to build for you rather than doing what, like, people say that you have to do. That That's why I know your attitude isn't, like, to be conflated with laziness. Mm. I don't think you're a lazy person. I think you're just, you live in the moment of, oh, I'm enjoying my life as it is right now. Why would I want to add anything that... You know, you, you've got a way in a way that like doesn't kind of like you were mentioning one time, Sergey, where it was like in Spain or Catalonia or anywhere like that. Mm-hmm. It would just be seen as, oh, this is a person who just enjoys the living of life yep. and tries to build their life in that way. I could, I, listen, I hustle. I'm, I'm 27 and I'm here. I've done all the things I've done. You don't do that without. A hundred percent. You know, a hundred percent. And I wouldn't I wouldn't put you in when I say like people get things because of like 
whether it be to do with race or gender like that, mm. I don't think that's you. And I think you should totally be on the things that you're at. I mean, maybe I have got opportunities because of the color of my skin, but at the end of the day, when I'm there, I, I I'm as good as anyone. I like to think. Is that, I mean? I've got opportunities because of who my dad is. Mm. Like I think if you can just go, you, you get opportunities because. The industry of things are where they're at at the time. What are you meant to turn that down? Also, when, when you're a comedian, if you've got something different about you, 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 it's your duty to utilize that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you've whatever you can that differentiates you and that you can make jokes of to seem different from anybody else, it gives you an angle over anybody else, you use that. That's not, that makes just makes sense. 100, 100%. Do you find this, or this, this, I've got, I've got to be careful talking about this. I should probably be doing this on the Patreon. I saw a Twitter thread from a comedian a little while ago, yeah, that was just to me like sums up the newer generation who are our age. So just to explain to people in comedy, me and Mike are in this precarious situation where we've both been going since we were about 16 mm -hmm. or 17 and nearly done our 10 years. But so we're kind of grew up with the last old, uh, an older school of people, even though a newer school of people starting our, our age, mm -hmm. we're kind of, we're kind of more affiliated with a group that would be older than us or mm -hmm. something. Is that is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah. And I saw this sort of new school generation comic say, who let's say has a thing about them that is a very nice USP. Um, go on Twitter and start talking about they aren't getting... They've been going like four or five years. Oh, I'm not even in this club yet because of this, because we don't see many people like me in there. And I'm not into this yet. And I can't even think about TV yet. And then within months, I saw him on a TV thing and on a TV thing, because I was like, oh, that's a new way you could get on things is to complain and go, if I'm not on something, it's not because someone looks at me and goes, no, they're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. Which is industry terms for industry terms, a polite way of saying I don't think you're good enough mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. That is a fair way of putting it. I've been told I'm not ready yet for things. Everyone has it. And then you complain and you get put in that way. It is, it is peculiar, but maybe you just need to have a little bit of patience. Yeah, I mean, first of all, that guy who complained this way into getting TV work, fair play. Wasn't a guy. Wasn't a guy. That that person who complained away. a very way, fair way of putting it. Is, <laughs> 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 who complained their way? I actually don't know who you're talking about. But, um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll, you I'll tell you what, Pod. Okay. What? I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Pod. Hey, man, this, this industry, man, it don't make sense. It's cutthroat. We're in the entertainment industry, show business, baby. Yeah. yeah, but something is happening now, which is social media. And social media, there is no no boss anymore who decides who's on and who's not. And the crowd decides. Mm. And if you work hard there, you can make it in that way, like in the social media way. So it's, it's possible. Oh, abso absolutely. Yeah. And I don't want to be too like comedy. We, 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 we're just trying to start a new way of doing the pod where we just press play as soon as we walk in and yeah, talk yeah, shit yeah, to yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I wish we could bleep out all the Leeds Festival because like I said, I oh, could- Mike, no one's gonna, no one from Leeds Fest. What, do you think the head of Leeds <laughs> Fest listen to our podcast? I want VIP tickets to Dave and they might not give them to me. You don't get VIP tickets. I'm not doing Leeds Fest. <laughs> no, I, I, just do. Don't stay for Leeds. You go do stay for Reading. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, do, I'm gonna do it. Are you doing Reading the same day as Dave? I think so. Have you got a spare ticket? No. I haven't got no, come on. You got a spare ticket, bro. You don't want to go. I did it last year. How was it? Uh, Reading was fun. Leeds is unplayable. Oh, and yeah, I, I have to do it. I have to do it's, that, apparently. I'll tell you why Leeds is unplayable, yeah? 
Um, it's because it's the comedy tent they put next to the fun fair. So all you hear is the screams and the like burr, 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 of the fun fair coming into the comedy tent. So it's why do we have to suffer in this life? You have a mentality. You have to suffer to get oh, what you want, bro. We don't have to suffer. Uh, we, all right, let me tell you. Let me tell you what your well, idea. Or you can is. suffer as least, least as possible. Let me explain what your idea of suffering is. Yeah, they pay for your travel. They give you money. You get picked up from a train station. You get driven into the festival. I'm talking about the actual job. Yeah, the actual get, job yeah. itself. And then you get given your food. There's loads of there's drinks and stuff like that. You walk on for thirty minutes. Bunch of people don't hear what you say. Who you're never gonna see again, right? I like uh, yeah. That thirty minutes sucks. It's awful. But I just went on and just chatted to the crowd and just started talking shit. I was like, there's no point doing a set. There was like forty people in there, and it's meant to fit about a thousand. Mm. So just go. You did latitude on the weekend. That's like made for comedy. Yeah, even that one though. Um, great, very nice gig, and his family. So they're sitting down and listening. You can barely hear the laughter. I had, that's not what I heard when I was there. When I was there, I, I killed. Oh, really? You heard it all? I heard every laugh. You and heard. most people I watched there, uh, yeah, just this eruption of laughter. Well, what do you reckon was different about yours? I was? think, um, did, 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 I think you know, it's a very white crowd, so you kind of appealed to them <laughs> a bit more. <laughs> don't you? Don't you? Don't, I, I don't you? All the white people do great there. Oh, bro, they're, 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 they're your audience. It's like, not as your audience. <laughs> it's not my audience. You went actually. down, and then it was like, oh, homecoming for you. No, my audience is... um. You know Crazy Ginger Cabby? Yeah. When he puts a gig on, that's my one. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people from Romford who are getting on it. I'm from there, and they don't yeah. like me, but... Um, Do they not? But I'm just saying, man, I, I think there's nothing wrong with trying to decide what is the things I want to do mm. and go after that. And if people are deciding they want to do that very early, impossible, in their careers... And then people get the hump and be like, well, they're not doing it the right way. There is no white way anymore. There's just the way that works for you. I completely agree with There's you. There's acts who are on uh, TikTok and they're six months into comedy and probably in a year's time, they're going to be selling out places. And are they going to be doing it terribly? Maybe. But they figured out a way to get what we all want. Yeah, they've done the hard part. They've, mm. done, they've done the hard part, right? Mm -hmm. What? No. The hard part is getting an audience. Yeah. The hard part is building an, a decent hour for me. Yeah, okay, but you respect stand-up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're you're like, you respect stand-up. You you see, some people, I, I know exactly what you mean by the TikTok thing, yeah? If I, if you ever see me doing a TikTok dance video, yeah? I'm not allowed to make it. I'm not allowed to do this podcast. Thing. I'm not allowed to come hang out with people who I respect. Do you know? Could you imagine if you just saw me doing some TikTok dance? Oh, so you've chosen a bit of joy in your life? Oh, get the fuck out of here! It's What's not a wrong bit of with joy. choosing joy? You're it's not joy. The joyous. It's not joy. Joyously. It's not it's, trying to trick the algorithm. You're allowing. It's fine if you're if you're that kind of act, mm -hmm. right? If you're that sort of, you know. Fine, whatever. But what I mean is, you're allowed, and so many people allow their audience to dictate them, or they 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 perform to what they think the people want. Yeah, what they buy. What what they they want, and it's 
it's unauthentic and people don't like it. And that's why people like podcasts and that's why people listen to things like this because they like what we do because we come on, they might not agree with us, they might think I'm an abrasive dickhead, but fuck, at least I know where he stands with things. Yeah. Whereas these people will go on and the second the fucking wind changes, people treat the audience with such disdain. The audience, the audience is intelligent. People are intelligent. People know what they, that they were, all right? They, and audiences know when they're being lied to. That's why TV figures drop. Don't want to be all fucking comedy unleashed about it. But TV figures drop. Same with movies and things like that. Because they're going on and they're going, here's someone who's been going for four years who's not quite ready for this thing because to come onto a panel show with big hitters, you, you've got to talk over people and be able to do that. And fuck, you're, you're not able to do that in a 10 spot in a comedy club yet where people are, that's what people are doing. But oh my God, your 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 families were Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> Come on the show. I Come know on you in, were filtering uh, for your brain yeah, to try and find yeah, the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And then, ironically, this Jehovah Witness can't fucking interrupt anyone <laughs> when they're doing something. Like they can't. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so. So people watching things. Whenever I speak to people who watch comedy, and grew up watching it like I did, British comedy. A hundred percent having a panel on Mock the Week that's seven white men and then occasionally going, oh, come on, Kerry Godleman or come on, Zoe Lyons. It's stupid when they're as funny as fucking anyone I've ever seen on the circuit. Mm -hmm. But they're, but then just going like suddenly going, oh, we have to change it completely the other way. And then going, well, why is have a word blowing up and why is this happening? And you're just going because people were people who are now being overlooked are creating their own things and it's more authentic and people like people warm to authenticity. Yeah. Okay. I know I know this has been said a thousand times on comedy podcasts. Sorry. Have you seen um I was watching Catherine and Ryan backstage on Amazon and yeah. at some point Sarah Pascoe made a comment that Avalon just signed someone with uh half a million followers on TikTok who never done live gig for comedy. Yeah, because you know Sarah Pascoe should wind her fucking neck in as well though. Let's <laughs> let's fuck let's calm down there. Okay, just because you and her have beef. <laughs> lucky, that's the only time you'll ever I be think, mentioned in a book. I think <laughs> I'm just if anything, be grateful. I think to, she's uh, a fantastic comedian, by the way, and a lovely person. But she took shit about being a book, man. And we gotta be you know oh, Okay, I didn't know that because yeah, I was got, like I'm missing something yeah. here. Oh, she okay, wrote some book about sex work, innit? And then quoted a podcast. I did with uh, Kai Humphreys and Jamali Maddox. Okay. And uh, put it in the book. <laughs> Bro, I listened to the book. It's a good you book. You listened to the Just to find that one line about you. <laughs> I was so uh, intrigued in everything she was saying, but I was still like, when's it coming to me? <laughs> so it says your name. Bro, she, this is the thing. She went, three comedians on a podcast who I wasn't going to name, but they decided to talk about it on a podcast. So fuck them. And then took what we said on a podcast out of context and made it Wait, out. How did she say you mentioned it before she'd put it in the book? No, no, no. She talked about us talking about uh, stories about sex work on uh, on a podcast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, me uh, podcast that's just recorded in Kai's bedroom mm -hmm. on his Mac. Okay, this isn't this isn't a summit. It's good reach though that got to her. I don't know how it got to her. Yeah. I don't know I how it left the room, to be honest. I think, yeah, there was. Uh, it's only like me and Kai yeah. that were listening back to those episodes. <laughs> so she she put it in her book and started quoting what we said, which, on paper, <laughs> was bad. Uh -huh. 
but in audio, it's better. No, if you think anything, <laughs> if you think anything out of context, is really bad. It's yeah, really yeah, bad, yeah. and also my thing is just like you're a you're a comic. You you should you know have a bit of like self awareness that just quoting each other and going they said this when I'm trying to make an audience of people laugh and tell a story also like fuck me like I I know quite a lot of sex workers not even just in that way like I got sex workers who are fans of my comedy because I go on and I sort of have a bit of an insight into it and not through the way that people think mm-hmm. uh, you know I know a fair few and. Um, uh, just again through like you know Instagram and stuff like that, and so I, I'm I wouldn't say like I'm going to be like oh well my friends are sex workers but any sex workers who listen to that podcast that I knew right well they're fucking about they're talking shit and then went what we don't need is they they put it as like a way of white savior I, and I would explain it like this why is a woman who's never done sex work commenting about sex work right writing a book about it. Was it a book, a whole book, or a chapter? A whole book about sex work, essentially. It's a, it's a good book. It's a good read, right? Or like, you know, I'm not. I'm, she's a very talented person. Knows how to write stuff. She knows how to be engaging. But that's like, that's like me going. I'm going to write a book about what it's like to be a cab driver. I've never been a cab driver, nor have I ever ridden in a taxi. But you have the demeanor of one. I do have the demeanor of one. Mm-hmm. But what, why? So I'm going to write a book about it, and then just interview cab drivers about the worst things. Dude, the cab drivers have had to deal with the worst kind of people in the world and not interview people. Like, one of the mistakes people make with sex work, it's not all survival sex work. That's a very limited amount of it. It's a way It's a way women can make money quite easily. Side hustle, man. You have to leave your bedroom. And I'm talking about real sex work, by the way, at people. Just because you've got an OnlyFans and send people pictures of your feet. That's not sex work. That is sex work. <laughs> that is, uh, no. That is sex work, yeah. Yeah, but that's the lower end of sex work. That's the open mic of sex work. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I'm talking. Well, but they make shit like a lot of money know, on the open I'm, mics. But when I say sex work, I mean the kind of sex work you get in the you get in the lift of the hotel or after, and you can't even look in the mirror mm. of the lift. You just, oh, I'm just mad at you. <laughs> I'm being a dick. escort is like the high class stuff, man. Do you ever wonder, like, about that stuff, like the high class escorting? I've, I've, you've no, used. I've not used. Like, I'm talking so like I can't afford Rolls Royce of of escorting. Um, the kind of ones where like you don't even necessarily have sex. It's like just come come for a, a date. date. I I know of I know of a, a few things, but I think it's more sort of all that glitters ain't gold, and I know that it quite. I think I think like anything, people in that community can come too caught up in their community. <laughs> And they don't have friends outside of it because it must, yeah, because it must be pressure because you got to lead a double life. I know I was speaking to a girl potentially about coming on here, who's a who's a very good writer, and has done all that sort of sex work. You don't think it's been like a, a a lot quite destigmatized now, where you could just mention, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm an escort. Mm. I I don't know, man. There's still a lot of like, there's still a lot that comes with it. Like women are still viewed as in society if you. If, if you if you throw your pussy about, not for money, people judge you. I reckon if a male said, "Oh yeah, I'm an escort," like it would be more judgmental. Do you think? I reckon you just like throwing dick around to rich old ladies. I don't think the boys are gonna be like, "Ah, oh, classic no. Dave." I I don't know. I think with male escorting, like it's, it, I think I think from what I know that the women get a lot more emotionally attached. Okay. I, and another thing I know about escorts, yeah. 
this is part of the thing where I'm like, it, it it's kind of fucked up. A lot of the time, they're, they're going with like a, a percentage of the Johns or the Jacks are are kind of losers and will take out loans to keep seeing the woman. Goodness gracious. And the women will know about this and not give a shit. And it's like, at what point do you have a duty of care to go, hold on, what I can't let you get your- duty of care? What the are say, you the, 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 You can't, what, you, as a person, you're gonna allow someone buy into a relationship you're pretending is real, because mm. you're pretending is real, and then just allow this person to get themselves in tens and twenties of thousand pounds worth of debt. But just the very fact that they're going out to an ATM must have a reminder that this relationship is purely transactional. No, some people believe it's real. Bro, think about like, think about the people out there with like ADHD, autism, things like that. That mm. they're not, they're not, they're not thinking like that. Mm. They they've probably never gone and chatted up women or done anything like that. They're last purely, you know, that that to be purely transactional. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, but like, I I reckon they're still getting some sort of benefit with the company of this person, right? But they just need to know that this person's time costs money. Yeah, I mean, and I relate to it because, like, as a stand-up, you go out every night and pretend to the audience that this is real. Like, how many right. times have you been before going on stage? I cannot be fucked yeah, yeah, to yeah. say these words. Yeah, and then you go out there. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, I give it up for you. <laughs> how often do you perform in the mood that you're in? Do you always put on a, a, a facade? That's interesting. I I couldn't tell you. So like if you're feeling low energy, do you perform low energy? Yeah. You don't put it on? You sometimes, don't... sometimes. But I'm not quite high energy act. Mm. I'm I'm too I too I sit back on my writing too much. I don't I don't perform enough. Right. But you still got bits that like are there days where it's like you feel like being a stool comic, you're just sitting down. I used to love doing that and then Dave Chappelle did it, so I had to stop doing it. Yeah. Because Every it's like so Frankie Boyle now has the, the same the joke that I did on here that I've been doing in my set about the Holocaust and yeah. the, the thing Frankie Boyle's done now so now I'm probably like probably got to retire it for a year or just like just still work on it just make it a little bit different yeah so it's hard to but it can it, be done it you know whereas me and Rob Mulholland and Eddie Brimson who had the exact same punchline for a joke mm -hmm. saw each other do it we were all like cool with each other about it but. There was the thing of nobody knows who. So me and Eddie were doing gigs one time and had to be like, oh, I, I was like, Eddie, I won't do the bit. I'll let you do the bit. Like it felt, it felt weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was just, we just all had the same. It was just the punchline for this joke was the only punchline you could use for that joke. Did you not make you want to just get rid of it entirely? Like, ugh. No, because it was a killer bit. Mm. But I, I look at them as both as good comics. Yeah. So I was like, I don't mind having crossover with them. Yeah, but three times of hive mind would just make me feel like I need to just write something more unique. Really? Yeah. I'm lazy like if, if there's two other people have the same punchline as me, I'm like, man, I'm just not being original enough. Probably, I probably wasn't. Like I wrote a joke about four or five years ago. Mm -mm. I still use it. Mm. Most times I would acquiesce and just let the other person have the, have the bit. Mm. Most times, come like, ah oh, man, you know, bits come and go. And I know I only have like five. I minutes. did that one time. What? Uh, I did it with, um, you know when Chris Rock, mm -hmm. and he did that bit about there's a difference between <laughs> black people and the N-word. 
Uh, but he wrote in 96. <laughs> the year of birth. That's when you <laughs> just came up the room. Probably get away a bit more. <laughs> that's crazy, man. But I don't know, man. I feel like um, they don't necessarily have a duty of care to the... I'm talking about sex workers. I don't mm. think they have a duty of care. I mean, it's all a, it's such a business where it's like everyone knows kind of what they're getting into. Yeah. In a, in a way. I don't know. Would you ever go with a sex worker? Maybe for dinner. If I was in oh, a... Mike, you know what? Mike is exactly the kind of person to lose thousands <laughs> and just be like, but we're holding hands <laughs> now. <laughs> no, I just want to like... You would, bro, you would spend so much. I know you. I wouldn't. What I would do, I'd take a sex worker out and I would read her a book on stoicism <laughs> and then we could just... I'd be like, can you do some research beforehand and then we'll just talk... You know, <laughs> is your thing going to be you're going to try to save her? Nah. A little bit, maybe. Like Drake. I can get you away from this life. I would do that in a strip club. Oh, you know they, you know when like strippers, uh, when blokes do that, yeah, like dollar signs just go in their yeah, eyes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to a stripper about it one time. I just when guys are like, I can take you away from this. You don't have to do this. Why don't? Why do you need to save a stripper? Bad. They're doing all right. Drake does it. He seems fine. Drake doesn't save strippers. You don't think so? He just raps about saving strippers. Okay. And then knocks them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind. Of, he's one. Would you ever go with a sex worker, Sergey? No. 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 Right. Do you know what? I'm That's scared. the end of that bit. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I just have it. It's just like I have it very clear that I is. Uh, it's not something I want to do. Is it? Like, is morally just a bit weird for you? To be honest, it's. it's there is a part that is morally, but the other one is like what I'm looking for. Like it's not a sex thing that I will be looking for. It's just like more companionship, like this con companionship and a connection. And, and I think you cannot pay for that. What I, if it's like, like in Pretty Woman, and then she's like got a heart of gold? But that's that's like a but thing. If if the heart of, is of gold, she wouldn't charge you for that. Yeah, so that's that's a thing that like sex workers talk about is like quite damaging. Like stop trying to save us. Hmm, We're not really? here to be saved. I'm making the decision oh, with my body. Did the Sex Worker Association spokeswoman say that for all of them? No, the but like it's a thing where a lot of them are like, we don't stop creating this idea that we need saving. Mm -hmm. I'm making money doing something that I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. If you want to help us create laws that allow us to do this without being prosecuted, mm -hmm. not... not fucking go oh my god because there's still a lot of shame when it comes attached to sex like it and also legalization doesn't necessarily make it better like a lot of the women in amsterdam and stuff have still been trafficked there hmm. it's just it's just it's illegal it's just less you know it, it australia is the one place that i know of that i think might have slightly got it okay but i still don't i still don't know much about it mm. i just know from a jim jeffries routine it's legal it's legal there yeah Okay. That's all I know. It's just just uh, Jim Jeffries did a routine about it being legal. But Do you know, guys, right? the the app Sugar Daddy? Pardon? Here, the app Sugar Daddy. I know loads of girls have Sugar Daddies. Yeah. Okay. There's an okay. app called Sugar Daddy. Yeah, and I I once dated a girl that uh, I knew that she was gonna go away, so it was just like dating, and she was like, I'm thinking about downloading the app to make some money, and he's like, she was like, it's not about sex, it's just like you just go on dates with uh with men that have a lot of money and they just invite you for dinner and they might give you like a very expensive purse or something like that and that's it and i don't think that's m like if they really want to do it it's not yeah problem. that's two Fine. consenting yeah. adults being yeah. like a man wants some pretty company when he goes to an event and a woman wants uh to pay for college and know? we have to say it also happens the other way around 
It does. Because there is a sugar mummy up as well. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. that's, that yeah, come on, man. That's a hard, uh, that's a finite resource. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, that the sugar daddy thing, which might be a bit controversial anyway, that's just a form of dating anyway, where I think it comes a little bit like an old conventional way of dating is like, I've got to take someone out for dinner or pay for drinks. Now, I know like with modern, got to be careful here. No, let's let's just go into this fucking swinging. We're here. How many, <laughs> how many times do you go on a, or have you been on a date with a girl? Now, let me just explain this. Uh, I just, ah, oh, fuck it. How many times have you been on a date with a girl and you've ended up like having to pay or front the bill or something like that on the first, first a few date. times you know if I, if I if i invite them out on a date yeah so the sugar daddy thing or you say never 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 you always split the bill uh always split the bill all day always offer it to Is pay that a Catalonian or, uh, thing? No, no i don't know it's just like i never I, I offer it's like don't worry get this and like usually the girls are dated um, they were like, no, no let's Listen, split it. If, or... I'm gonna, if she protests one time, I'll take that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like, no, 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 no. She's like, no, let's split. I'm like, okay. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I was, I always offer to pay first, but if they'll be like, no, let's split. I'm like, yeah, sure. Where, where do you take a girl? Just to a bar. I used to. Do you ever do that thing where you used to take <laughs> them to a comedy show to see you? <laughs> I did that se on second dates. Fucking. You've never done that. That was my. <laughs> <laughs> That was my move. <laughs> <laughs> and a night, night that you know it, probably you're closing or something like that. Yeah. Top secret. Mark, <laughs> let me middle. <laughs> Five people, we are funny, just like in front of other comics. Bro, <laughs> I used to do that all the fucking time. It's terrible when you think. It's so narcissistic. Come watch me perform. Oh, first time we meet. oh. Oh man, this is so bad. One, one time, yeah, yeah. But I, I like brought this girl to this show at, at like Birmingham Glee, right? This is years ago. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm talking like I'm 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 19. And uh, like, so, like the other comments, like I, I can like let her in the green. You know, like there's a weird thing with the green room. Like it's sacred. You know? It's during the show. It's for, it, in my opinion, the green room is for comedians. Oh, definitely. Do not bring in your your partner. Don't bring nah, in your nah, unless nah, unless nah. I know unless everyone knows your partner. Yeah. Or, yeah. You, it, we all know this comic that is always yeah, with the partner. Everyone knows yeah, that yeah, person. But, like, hey. But yeah. don't don't just let your mate come in when I'm sat there because I'll talk to comics before I'm going on stage until I'm at the mic. Yeah. But when you went. So, do you get nervous? <laughs> oh, fuck off, man. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know. How do you memorize all uh, the jokes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when someone heckles, yeah. well, I'll deal with yeah. it then. And, and so, like, I just had to leave her by the green room, mm -hmm. but then just chilled in the green room. Yeah. <laughs> And just left this girl I've just brought to the show. Just that. sat yeah, yeah, yeah. there, <laughs> just during a show. Oh man, I because when you're like that age, you have no idea about how to treat women. Like yeah. th you, that's why that's why women will go with older guys. Yeah, uh, especially at that age, which they totally they totally fucking should do probably because there's no way anyone from the age of 19 up to even my age 25, like I still have to learn how to. Oh, I'm being a man right now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. I'm being a dickhead man. Yeah. Like, and I just left her there, bro. I, I love her burger and chips, though. She, she gave, they gave her food. Chips, man. 
fusos. Yes, you got it. Yeah. Hey, hey, sweet, hey, sweetie, pick what you want from the menu. <laughs> but on a first date. Yeah, this was the first time. So she's just eating by wow, herself. Wow, no, I think that's risky. Comedy. I always, I always do the like the first date check, and then if it goes well, then second date. In case she's a bit of a nutter and comes to. Because you don't know when it's work for you, so yeah. it yeah. is work, yeah. But do you, you said something interesting about that's why girls date older guys. Yeah. But then why do women always get mad when older men date younger women? Because like you guys dated older when you were young. That was your, and then younger men had to suffer because we couldn't get these girls because they're dating older guys. And now when we're older and then they want to date younger, it's legal, I want to make this clear, legal but younger, like yeah. women are like, men are trash. It's like, this is just how the game went. Because they want to fucking moan at us. And the other thing is, is is the unfortunate thing is is that where our power is in, when our power of attraction comes to wealth, prestige, status, their power of attraction comes to looks. So- Wait, look, theirs in women? In in women, the women's power of attraction is how they look. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you go, you are most noticed on a woman because of how they look. They're mm. beautiful, and of course, there's getting to know them and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, that exists as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but when you when you a guy gets older, he's probably going to earn more money, have more stability, more of these things. So he is now able to get younger, prettier women. So women find it threatening. Mm-hmm. So they then can turn one way of attacking men is by calling them creeps and this mm. stuff. And that that's just what that is. That's why when Leonardo Di- DiCaprio f- was caught fucking all those 24-year-olds. but it was caught. I think well, he was doing, it, doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then Elizabeth Warren was caught banging a 25-year-old. She was suddenly, yes, queen, slay. But the minute he does it, because he's one of the most famous and richest actors in the world, so he gets to have his sexual preference. Yeah. He can do that. Yeah. He's an arsehole and he's, a, you know, and they, and they, and do you know what? Just let them hate on it. Let yeah. them have their thing because it, it must suck mm. to, to, your days are numbered, ladies. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. But yeah, I just feel like you guys, you know, when you were younger and then you got older guys, we had to suck it up as as young men. Because you're like, man, you know, they want the guy with the car, uh, yeah. he's got an apartment. And then now I'm uh, older. Hold on. Do you I, drive I, I, or have I, an apartment? I don't. I don't. I look at my girl sometimes and I'm like, man, what, what do I bring? <laughs> She's bringing the table and the food to the table. <laughs> she probably made the table. <laughs> yeah. Can you drive me? To- <laughs> Goodness gracious, man! Yeah, man. I'm, I'm a, as a young man, I'm in a strange position. In it, like, there's so much I can't do. All I can do is make people laugh occasionally. Well, that's a huge thing. Yeah, that's funny and it's witty. We are going to talk about Dover this week and the fucking... No, I, I, we, but this is funner. We, we, we've got like 15 minutes. I actually want to talk about monkeypox, man. Right? That's, okay. That's that's on the do rise. Do it with a segue yeah, or do you want to just... <laughs> no, it's a natural uh, segue. What are we talking about? Women, monkeypox. It's uh, a good segue. It's on the rise, man. Do you know they the, the WHO? Not the band. The World Health Organization. I'm aware of them. Mm-hmm. They put that on... The, it's on the highest level now, monkeypox, man. What What for? On the highest level of concern, oh, with that. Elliot, please, yeah, let's done with it. But you know what the thing is about monkeypox that's different from COVID is monkeypox. You get like boils on your face and shit. Oh, do you know what I mean? So How'd you, you get it? I don't know. Science totally do monkeys with sex or something. 
Can people stop fucking monkeys? I know, man. It's like AIDS. Can we Google um, how monkeypox came? I'm well. I'm actually googling the cases in the UK, and we are in 2,200, I think. 2,000. It's nothing. We're fine. That's all right. Yeah. Well, I remember looking at that with COVID when there was like only a few COVID cases, and yeah. we're like, we've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. And like a week later, we were in lockdown. But yeah. I think because of the vanity element of monkeypox can make you look weird. More people are going to be uh, wanting to take How long do the boils stay with you for life? I don't know, man. Uh, it's like... Um, Was it a couple like, of weeks? But, no, no, I'm just looking at like how it looks. You ah! look like like bubble wrap. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up, man. Google monkeypox, people. This is no joke. Yeah, but that's the thing. Lock us down. If they said, ah. hey, we made a monkeypox vaccine in three days, I bet you everyone would take that shit. No, they, they have a vaccine already. They have a vaccine already? Yeah, monkeypox? Yeah. Why is haven't the, we got it? Wait, is monkeypox um, new? Because they are prioritizing people with um, a higher uh, risk because they are very sexually active let's say okay how, i don't know how so the shaggers people who are i'm, a, oh, I'm okay yeah. oh no oh, oh cool yeah. why, is bit, uh, why is will smith and i am legend <laughs> i'm all right let's just walk around with you and your dog how long do you reckon in, I, all right you've seen i am legend yeah yeah how many nights do you reckon he just looked at his dog and was like no one would ever know <laughs> or oh fucking hell i thought you were gonna say eat the dog no no say, i mean just look at it like well, like, what's wrong with just masturbating? There's nothing. Why, why would you, but like, in your level of... Why would you f have sex with a dog before you just... Uh, this off? is a philosophy podcast. Okay. Okay. We ask the deep questions. Okay, I, I can I can say this because it's, like, it's on the website. So, basically... Um, oh, shit, I missed it. Yeah. Any NHS staff across the country have already started vaccinating eligible gay, bisexual, or men who have sex with men. Uh, along it, with the f uh, frontline staff uh, at greatest risks, uh, greatest Jesus Christ, sorry, cannot yeah. read in English. Risk of exposure and those who have been in close contact with confirmed case um, in the UK health service, blah blah blah. But yeah, so yeah. It does, it affect, they are, does it does it just not? affect the gay community? Uh, I it doesn't affect, it affects everyone, but they're more at risk. God, they sure get fucked over, <laughs> don't they, when it comes to yeah. sexual diseases. Hey, that, oh, God, they didn't have to draw the short straw there. Look, you get fun nightclubs, you get ABBA, but there's some <laughs> downsides, all right, to being gay. And that is every time uh, an STI wipes through your community, it is devastating. Okay. But, but, it, there's a lot of fun. There's pride. There's a lot of fun. You get poppers. <laughs> What's a popper? A poppers are like these little uh, amyl nitrate, and you yeah. go, and then your brain goes, ooh, for a few. It's why is that only for gay people? I want that's a popper. No, that's only f it's it's for everyone. It's for the everyone. Only the popper, um, let's say, it helps to open all the holes in your body. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a very specific hole that is helping. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said all the holes. No, no, no. no yeah. It's it does. It's um. It it's. It did, uh, oh, God, fuck, it, it, I don't know how to say this in English, but yeah, it helps all the oh, holes in your body, and that for, helps for, for, for anal penetration. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The gay, but they don't off, you know. Okay, but how does it spread um, to say uh, those of us who are God-loving <laughs> <laughs> people who follow so the Bible, people, so people in the non-gay community? <laughs> to, how does it spread to them? To, to, to those of us who deserve to live <laughs> long life. I, I don't know, to be honest. It's because, like, they're vaccinating th those communities because they're more at risk because their sexual practices tend to be more, like, they're more active. 
Okay, so do you think people, right, who are anti-vax, mm -hmm. right? Let's say, because apparently the vaccine already exists for this one. Right. Should they be back of the line? People are anti-vax. Yeah, yeah, they look at your social media and say, oh, no, no, you're sceptical. You, you go to the back. So you think more people are going to take monkeypox seriously because of the the Physical physical ailments yeah. that come with it. I, I, I agree with that. I think mm -hmm. people... Because the thing with COVID, COVID was weird, right? Mm -hmm. It was weird, weren't it? That oh, Do you remember when me and you got COVID? Yeah. We went to that party. Me and Mike went to a party in the height of December when everyone went, whatever you do, don't go to a party. Omicron's coming round. Mm-hmm. And me and Mike were like, it'll be fine. I went out. I, I did a jiu-jitsu tournament that weekend. <laughs> I went out clubbing afterwards. And then I went to another club You're on the Monday. selfish human being. And then, no, but it was open. Yeah. And, it was open. and then Mike Mike wasn't even in the WhatsApp group with everyone. And messaged me and went, tell everyone I got COVID. I didn't even say tell everyone. I just told you. I had <laughs> you just it. told me. <laughs> didn't even care about everyone else. So everyone at this party got COVID, yeah. And everyone was in this WhatsApp group like... Esham was like, man, I'm really struggling. I'm giving it to my parents. I'm worried. I, so many people are like, I've got health conditions. Bro, I was I was doing workouts on it. Yeah, I, was I was fine. fine but then I'd feel bad, so I'd chip in like, oh, my yeah. lungs. <laughs> but I was totally A-OK. -okay. <laughs> like, I was having the best time ever. <laughs> and so then I had to... But so COVID was weird because some people got it yeah. and were just fine. This is true. But this one here, like, this one is, this one is serious, man. So... Yeah, if you're getting boils and that, that's like plague shit, man. Yeah, Can't be so, that. man, listen, stay safe. I don't know how. Why is it called monkeypox? Because uh, I think it comes from monkeys. Oh, monkeys people man. got Let me see. Do you think people are eating the monkeys? Are they fucking the monkeys? Do you think what are at they this doing? point, like, this is the second disease that they've kind of, maybe we should just, like, wipe out monkeys. I don't think we can wipe out like, monkeys. Like, we'll keep, up, keep a couple uh, just yeah, for we, makeup. No, nah, we... <laughs> Yeah, so basically monkeypox was discovered in 1958 when two outbreaks of uh, pox-like disease occurred uh, in colonies of monkey kept for research. Uh, despite being named monkeypox, the source of the disease remains unknown. Mm, they're, they're getting stigmatized there, the monkeys. So they they call it monkeypox, but the source of it remains unknown. That feels mm. uh, feels unfair to me. Was AIDS, was that genuinely well, It's like the Spanish flu. It didn't happen in Spain, but everyone blamed us. It did not. Yeah, but the, the, the no. Spanish got pissed off about that. Uh, it's the Spanish flu. What happened with the Spanish flu is like in Spain is when it killed m like most of the people, but it didn't start there. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Do you remember when uh, in lockdown when it got called the Wuhan virus and everyone was like, "This is against this is against Asian people." And yeah, everyone, and then it just came out. It totally was from this lab in Wuhan. Like, it was like, it couldn't have been more Wuhan. Like, they need to rename Wuhan to COVID capital. They are not, you can't oh, have I a I remember when, when Trump called it the Kung Flu. I was like, this man needs to go, but he was hilarious. Yeah, I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> I miss him in an odd way. Did you hear what he said about Alec Baldwin? You... When Alec Baldwin shot someone, because you know he used to do the Trump impression on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And Trump came out and went, uh, a couple of years ago, I went, I'm so popular that I could probably shoot somebody and get away with it. And now Alec Baldwin, who has played me, is really trying to see uh, if he can do that. <laughs> I was like, fuck me. He, he shouldn't have been president. <laughs> but it was... It, you, you look back kind of nostalgically to him, like, yeah, he did almost cause a race war in America and yeah. tried to call the military in on everyone. But there were some good times. There were some funny lines. There were some funny sound bites. He'd have a type five. I feel like um, <laughs> you have a type five. No longer than that. 
No, five. Yeah, he'd get he'd get boring once he hit the tech. Like, what? Well, do you know what it'd be like? He'd be like Dangerous T. Mm. Uh, five minutes. Uh, did you ever see Dangerous T? No, I think I saw him once or twice. Did you? Do you know of Dangerous T? Bro, Dangerous T was uh, to explain to people. Yeah, you got to YouTube him. I I think we now know he is clearly a man with mental health issues who should be helped. But he used to turn up at open mic nights and go on, and people would think it was a character. But he would actually do well. Mm. He would actually sometimes just, he'd hit the room correct, go on, and it'd be funny. He'd had yeah. some funny lines, but nobody ever knew. Did you know of him? No. no. Nobody ever knew if he was a character or not. Sometimes he'll turn up with one crutch, sometimes he wouldn't. He would just walk into the room and start doing these jokes, and he'd, he'd start killing. And the thing is, if he did five minutes, the audience would like him and laugh. When he did 10, they'd realize, Oh my god, he's actually this is actually not okay to be laughing at. So then it came even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it came I know you shouldn't laugh it came for you know, he has a right to go on stage just as much as everyone else. Like yeah. you'd fucking kill doing it. Mental health and comedy, man. What a what a brilliant mix. Who's the most like you don't have to say their name, who's the most act you've watched that you've gone, what mental illness is this? Well, how am I supposed to tell you if I can't say that? Just describe what they did. Hmm. Oh, no, I remember seeing uh, Up the Creek, you know, they have the blackout, which is where acts come in and do do sort of new material, and then mm. you have to beat the buzzer, and then this guy came on. He, Wait, is it new material or new acts? It's new acts, new acts. They it's come a, it's on. It's a gong show. It's a gong show, so you have to go on, you get a two-minute grace period, and after two minutes, audience can sort of vote you off, uh, so you have to kind of do your best, and this guy went on, this white guy in a tight tank top, tight, uh, it's not important. But he came on and he just did this like manifesto, basically talking about why free speech is important and how sort of white people have been sort of uh, subjugated and no no attempt at trying to tell material. He was just doing it. But I beat the blackout. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how I met Elliot. And so yeah, he just did like two minutes of that, and then literally fair play to the audience because they did give him his two minutes. And then, <laughs> And that, that's, 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 that's British politeness right there. Like, we'll give you two minutes. <laughs> what was he saying? Was he, he just literally... White genocide stuff. Read out the definition of, of free speech and then tried <laughs> to argue for it. Um, and then, like, the audience booed him off. Uh, and then they started laughing at him when he started getting angry. And it's like, oh, so I'm just going to come up here and you're going to laugh at me. I'm like, well, that, that is how comedy shows... <laughs> Should work in the in in the in the right context actually, and then literally as soon as he got voted off, he didn't even come back to to the side with the other comics. He just burst through the doors oh, and left. Amazing. And I what was so doing? worried about want? he was going to come back with a gun. Really? Yeah, yeah. I still stayed. I could watch it. But <laughs> he didn't come back. Yeah, I I've seen um. I saw so I used to see some mental shit, man. It was great though. I I used to see um. There was this guy. Uh, he he's not he's like he's sound as fucking funny. David Corios, do you yeah. know David? No. David Corios, right? He's he now I think just does like that. He's a good stand up and just does stand up. But he used to do like kind of jackass level stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was on after him one year in Edinburgh, yeah. And you'd always hear like oh, Corios has done something fucking mental. And he's always I'd always see him after the show and he'd be covered in paint or something. He'd be like, oh man, it was fucking crazy, right? And then uh, quirky dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. One time I come into the room, yeah. It's just the sound tech, me, and David on stage, and David's just doing this. <laughs> I'm like, you all right, David? 
And he go, oh, so I went through this guy's bag on the front row here and he had links and I wanted to see how much of it I could spray in my mouth. <gasps> and they're like, that will kill you. <laughs> and he's just there, tears coming out of it. And he's just like, and then so I just have to, would have to go on and like, kind of mop up his mess around him. And then they'd be like, all right, Elliot, we're opening now. So he would have to sort of grab his stuff, be shirtless and limp out. <laughs> and then I'd just have to do my show. Yeah, that's a mentally ill individual. He was, mentally, he was mentally ill, but in a, a, a self-aware enough way. Really? Yeah, he was sound. He like swallowed he swallowed No, but he's mentally ill in the same way that most people in comedy are probably have. Mentally ill sounds. Who sexy. has swallowed links to see how much they can fit in their mouth? For for his for doing that for your set is brave. Were there audience in the room? Yeah, they were watching. This was the, the audience saw this. This was for people's entertainment. That's they even are. worse. I think people. Uh, you, you. I you was think? doing late and live one night, and they were like, uh, "Look, David's." I think they were like, "David's doing 10. You're doing 20 at the end, but we're going to swap you around. Because they went, there is absolutely no way possible you are going to follow David. They were like, there is no way in hell you will follow him. It's chaos. And I was like, I absolutely get that. He is truly unfollowable. Because it is chaos. Okay. It, you you can't... I think, yeah, someone goes on with a fucking guitar and it's hard enough. Yeah. Imagine you're up there and a guy gets an audience member to kick him in the balls and then smash him over the head with an egg. It's hard to beat. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm no, going to come on and that. start going like, That's yeah, impossible. you know, <laughs> the fucking train's on the way up here. <laughs> you can't do it. It's weird when you, like, spend time with comics, right? And then, like, they're so juvenile in a way, and then you find out they're, like, 38. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. Like, people, like, just the way we interact with each other, like, you forget, like, people are, like, big adult people. Yeah. It's crazy in a way, isn't it? There's, um, someone sent me a thing today. Ah, uh, we, we will do this next week. I'll get you to do it. The anonymous Instagram questions. We'll yeah. do that for the, we'll do that for the main episode next mm. week. Yeah. Just so we can get some of the horror. Oh, shout out to the guy who said, oh, I love Elliot as a presenter and also the others. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Michael, not co-hosts, the others. The others. So just me and you, Sergei. Like me and you. <laughs> Or whatever <laughs> other producers on that day, just or the Jamali when we had Jamali, yeah, Jamali just whatever, just yeah. whoever was in the room, yeah, along with you, the others. Fair enough. That's that's why we do this. Lucas, who said four sentences yeah. on the show, you know, say, but um, loves the podcast, not enough to learn my name, yeah. not enough. Yeah, fair enough. We'll get you to do it because I, I, I'll, I'll show you off air some of the questions I got that I couldn't put up. Mm. That'd be funny to do on the podcast, just because it's more of a safer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my Instagram account. Yeah. And because uh, people can hear the context of the voice. Um, but then, I mean, Pascal will probably still put it in a book. But then, but there was a couple of... I don't think I've ever name dropped on this pod. You just like say everybody's names. But, I mean, yeah. It's just a testament that we've had no backlash because nobody of them are listening. I don't, I don't think anyone in comedy listens to this. Nobody in comedy listens to other people's work. No, exactly. We can talk shit. I've, That's why we I've talk shit. not watched work that I've been in. Like I know, just cause <laughs> I know you don't. Hey, Mike, what do you think we should clip this week? This bit was funny. That was from four weeks ago. <laughs> so, um, I'm like a waiter who just doesn't write stuff down. Oh, I remember it, and then, then all is all wrong. <laughs> it's just messed up. But um, yeah, man, I forgot what I was talking. It's about. The juvenile things in comedy. So someone sent me this thing complaining about why Emily Attack has like an ITV two show 
and, and the old... attack is a, a comedic persona. Yeah, uh, she's she's the fit girl. She was in the betweeners. Yeah, she's fit, and that that's like like I said in my thing. One people would rather look at myself included, rather look at someone who's fit than someone's good bit. And two, she'll turn up on time. She'll be polite to everyone. She's not going to drink all the booze after a show, probably. Also, it's and on go, TV too. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's the other thing. They're not making the wire. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's literally, here's a budget of £15,000 per episode. Listen, it's either how, that. How little can uh, we get? <laughs> it's either that or Fast and Furious 2 for the 25th time. Hot <laughs> <laughs> <Or> fuzz. <laughs> Those are the only things they know. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. You know, like that TikTok comedian you were about earlier, man. They're, I know exactly what you're on about. They're, they're ITV2. That's mm. what I mean by dancing mm. on TikTok. But they're not anymore. They're like a viable, making money commodity. Yeah, when they tour for however long they can tour for until everyone who goes to that tour is shady. Oh, no, even even when they, all right, they'll go tour. They'll do a, 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 all right, let's say they do three nights at Leicester Square Theatre. Totally plausible. In front of their audience who want to see them, be them. Yes, but, but. And they can but, just do filler, do a Q&A, do whatever. They no, just want to be it, in their company. They'll, they'll get away with it for a tour. And then they'll have to go into some presenting. And then they'll hire me as a writer because I need the money. That's what you, that then. is where you come into it. Because you'd like, be turning down every gig. <laughs> I'll do my yas screen jokes and boom. Listen, man, it's a new world out there. Figure out how to make the world work for you. This has to make sense to you people, whatever your field is. Okay? And it's a higher risk. It is a higher risk when you do that. And it might not work. But, hey, man. It is what it is. This was, uh, yeah, this has been this week's episode of B-Tech Philosophers. We wanted to try it a bit more laid back. Hmm. Although I did get uh, 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 someone who listens to the podcast go, I do like it, but you, you guys do just banter a lot. Yeah. Is that what they said? I don't know what these people want, Mike. I don't know what they want. I'll give it I to them. Want if they want dancing on TikTok, I'll do it. I'll, if you want me to dance on TikTok, Let's do a joint. that will sell tickets. I'll fucking do it. Let's, I'll do it. Let's do a B-Tech joint TikTok page. I've, I've kind of got TikTok down, yeah, you know. Yeah, you kind of do. Quite well I, I just put it on there. Yeah, it's, it's quite got a few followers. It's got a fair few. I'm, unfortunately... You're part of the, you're part of the same problem that you're complaining about. I have no problem with TikTok. TikTok's great. I just... I'm not going to do any of those fucking shit dances that any time I see someone do that, I go, there was more... Anyone who does TikTok dancing and is a comedian, yeah, unless that's your thing, but it was better back in the day. Do you know what? This is one of the things. There's a, Me Too's done a lot of good, uh -uh. but sometimes I would rather just suck a cock. There was more. Hmm. There was more. Just I'll I'll do it. I want to be famous. I'll suck I'll, 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 the fame. Yeah. I'll I'll suck the cock. Best but now, but now we've changed it to TikTok dancing, mm. and I got to go on TikTok and go and do that thing, and I've got to point to things like this, like. You know, and that, that's what I've got to do now, man. You got to do what you can do, whatever you want to do. I'd have whatever you want to do, Elliot. <laughs> you can I'd... suck dick if you want to. You can dance if you want to. Uh, and that's what we're going to end on. Is that what we're going to call this episode? That's what we're going to <laughs> suck dick if you want to. You can dance if you want to. That'd be a great summer song. Um, <laughs> it's, been... got, it's got a real Calvin yeah. Harris, <laughs> <laughs> Becky Hill vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd like to hear the acoustic version of that. Uh, have, you, have you got anything to plug? 
Um, go watch my Amazon special uh, on Amazon, Black Bears Matter. And uh, apart from that, no, I'm just out and about. Uh, I've got my just 20-minute special that I put on YouTube. If you've not watched it, watch it already and see what I do. So, yeah, have you got anything you would like? Nothing. I'll be in Edinburgh the whole month. Well, where are you going to be in Edinburgh? Funny Fakers every day. Funny. More Funny Fakers is this show. Hand over top. Oh, fucking class, man. You looking forward to the Fringe? Yeah, my first Fringe. So, let's see how it goes. Oh, man, you're going to love it. This has been B-Tech Philosophers doing a relaxed, chilled episode this week. Uh, if you want to sign up to the Patreon where we are putting a lot of the more philosophical work in at the moment, where this week we're going to be talking about capitalism slash democracy. Uh, does democracy work in its facet? We'll be doing that. And next week will be fascism. That's over on the Patreon. By the time this comes out, that should be up as well. Uh, so if you want to see our more philosophical chats and where we do deep dives, we did a great the response to the communism one has been good. And we'll be doing that next uh, this weekend next week. Okay. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Feel free to sell it one time. <laughs> we'll see, you, know, you, you got that, man. There's been B-Tech Philosophers. We'll see you next week, guys. That was fun.